chapter number one. We're going to look at several things. Lord, being my helper, I want to mind the Lord. I just want you to mind the Lord. We're going to probably skip about the first three points, get down to point four, because that's where we need to be at today. And uh, But I want to walk through the text. I want you to stay with me. We want to walk through the text. I want to deal with one, one point uh, that has been driven home to my soul. Uh, if there's ever a time when folks is beat up and bruised and some bitter because of it, it's today. I'm going to try to do my best to be a vessel God can use to speak to sinner and saint and preach on the beauty of brokenness. You got your text there? Let's pray first and we'll read our text in a minute. Father, we love you. Lord, I realize we're, we're wading out into waters where we all live at. Every single one of us can identify with some hardships, some burdens, some bruising. Times we've been beat up by the world. To be honest, we beat up our own flesh. And Lord, I, I pray, God, that you would not allow the root of bitterness to ever spring up in us. But, it, but, but Lord, when it does, because inevitably it will in the flesh, Lord, when it does, may Holy Ghost preaching, Lord, may it uh, I pull it out by the roots, not just square a little round up on it, but Lord, let us put it out, pull it out by the roots, remove all evidence, all saplings, anything that could anywise come up later on down the road. God, let us do total ground vegetation destroying. Help us get rid of all the bitterness of our lives. Help us to realize there is a beauty. There is a beauty to, there is a beauty in, and there is a beauty out of brokenness. Help us, Lord, to see it in the life of Hannah, this godly woman. Lord, I pray we'd walk through the text and see the times. We'd walk through the text and see the truth. And then, Lord, we'd walk through the text and see the transformation that begins to take place in our lives. We need you and pray you'd breathe upon our hearts and lives as we read the text. The word of God that is alive, may it be alive to us and us to have a ear to hear. May we hear today. And those that cannot because they're dead in their trespasses and sin, would you quicken them with the word of God and speak to their heart and draw them to salvation. We'll thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll read my text, then you can be seated. The Bible says, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, Now there was a certain man of Ramoth Zophim, of Mount Ephraim. The name, his name was Elkanah, the son of Jerome, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah. The name of the other was Paneah. Paneah had children. Hannah had no children. This man went up out of his city yearly to worship and sacrifice unto the Lord of host in Shiloh and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Paniah his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But, verse 5, unto Hannah... He gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary, the same word used to describe the devil, provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when he went up to the house of the Lord, so he provoked her. So she provoked her. That is, Paneah provoked Hannah. Therefore she, that is Hannah, wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband to her, that is to Hannah, Why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? Why is thy heart grieved? Am, I, am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. She was in bitterness of soul. The Bible says her burden had become bitterness. Verse 10. She was in bitterness of soul, and she prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, 
and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, that I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. There shall no razor come upon his head. It came to pass as she continued praying, that is, before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaiden for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. They rose up in the morning early after they'd worshipped, after they'd offered their offering, after the time of the feast, that is Elkanah, Paneah, and Hannah, and all their crowd, they rose up early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. So she's eating now. She's no more sad now. She's worshiping now before the Lord. And the Bible said she returned and came to her house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah's wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come that after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I've asked him of the Lord. The man Elkanah and his wife are in his house, went up to offer unto the Lord, watch this, the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up, and the child is weaned, and then I will bring him that we may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good, tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. When she had weaned him, that is, from three to five, most folk believe maybe five to even seven. She took him up with her with three bullocks and an infill of flour and a bottle of wine, brought him into the house of the Lord to Shiloh, and the child was young. And they slew a bullock. She went in with her son based on blood. They slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O oh my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. For this child I pray, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he, that is Samuel, Worship the Lord there. Father, we love you. Thank you for the reading of the whole chapter of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Help me to preach and bring glory. And Lord, help me just to be a mouthpiece. I don't stand because I'm worthy. I stand where no man can help me of myself. I need the power of the Holy Ghost to do any preaching. I want to thank you, Lord. The water's already been stirred. The praise of God is already joined together in song. And God, we thank you for being here this morning. Help me, Lord, I pray. How to be the mouthpiece of heaven. May you preach from the pulpit of glory. And let me be the conduit. And let the conduit be clean. Let me not contaminate the truth. Help me. Lord I pray for your glory and minister the hearts of every soul that's in this building Father we give you glory and you alone deserve it all in Jesus name we thank you and pray Amen Amen be seated if the Lord would help me for a little while this morning I want to preach on this stall the beauty of brokenness now everybody here saying preacher I don't see nothing beauty, beautiful out of brokenness We've heard, some of us have heard Brother Jimbo Seaton preach that message. And he, and he, he breaks that plate. And it's a picture of when and they take gold and unite that plate. And it's more valuable after it's broken than it was before. 
Uh, many of us can identify with that message. We can probably, every one of us agree that God has used the broken times in our life, the times when even we've been bitter, and God has blessed us after that to somehow we can now be a blessing to others. I don't know how God is going to work in your life, but I do know this. Before, oftentimes, before the promise in our text, before the promise is fulfilled, before the prophet Samuel is gave birth to, there was a process of brokenness that she had to go through. Before there's ever a song, there's got to be sorrow and sadness. And you'll find in your Bible that Jesus sung. The only time we have recorded in your King James Bible that Jesus ever sung was after Judas was gone to betray him. It's in that route from the upper room down to the garden of Gethsemane in the hardest of times, in the darkest of times, in the most sorrowful of times. That is when God will give you a song. Job said it like this. He giveth songs in the night. Amen. And so often time before we can praise the Lord, there has to be, in fact, before you find praise in chapter 2 of 1 Samuel, you'll find the pain in chapter 1 of Samuel. Before God, God has laid it out and showed us before He can put blessings upon us, He's got to make sure there is brokenness about us. Amen. We can't, we, we would get lifted up in pride. Paul reminds us, God had to send a messenger of Satan to buffet me, that thorn that was bothering me, and I besought him thrice, and he said, quit trying to get rid of it. My grace is sufficient for thee. And so God will allow us to be humbled sometimes, but God will always allow us to be helped every time. Amen. He'll heap blessings upon you. Amen. And the days of brokenness and bitterness when folks are bruised and beat up and all. Hey man, if you don't watch it, bitterness will swell up in your heart. We see it in the life of Hannah. Hey man, she's a perfect example of brokenness. I want us to, we're going to walk through the first three and deal with the last one. I want you to notice first of all the description of Hannah's home. It's an unnatural situation. It's, it's really unbiblical, the home situation. And respect that God intended for one man to be married to one woman. He set it up that way back in the garden. Amen in Genesis. Is everybody say amen? He wants that to be the set. We often have people say, well, why did God just seemingly turn a blind eye when people have more than one? Oh, no. God didn't do it. And there was always trouble when you die. Hey, man, a house set up not according to divine order will always have division. And that's what's going on in chapter 1. Amen. It is God's will for man to be born. But there is godly aspects that we need to see and learn. You can learn by not doing things, but there's things we need to learn about how to do. Watch this. Notice the description. I want you to look at her godly spouse. Look at chapter number four. The Bible says that Elkanah offered. He offered sacrifice. If, if you'll read it on down, I believe it's about verse number eight. The Bible says that Elkanah was not only, was not only sensitive to his needs to worship God spiritually, but he was sensitive to his wife's needs to be taken care of physically. He saw, we see it in verse number eight. But the Bible says in verse seven that he was of somebody who went to worship year by year. In other words, according to the Old Testament, there are three feasts that every male must attend. They are three times a year that everybody, I don't care how far out in the country, I don't care how far away from the city, you've got to come to the temple three times a year. We come, amen. They had their morning worship. They had their little synagogues. Every 10 men could form a synagogue. They had their little places of local worship. But three times a year, they 
they'd all come together. It would be a convocation. A trumpet would sound. Amen. And it was time to bring everybody together from all parts and worship. Amen. We call it camp meeting. Somebody say, we call it revival. We call it jubilee. But three times a year they attended. They, they supported. They, they offered. They worshiped. It was, it was something that was consistent in the household that Hannah lived in. She had a godly spouse. The Bible tells us her, her husband's name was Elkanah. He's a Levite of the family of the Kohathites. Y'all know who they are? Those are the ones that could carry things that nobody else could carry when it come to setting up the tabernacle back in the, amen, back in the day. They were, they were in fact, the Elkanah in the tribe he was was the most honorable tribe of the house of the Kohathites according to 1 Chronicles and chapter number 6. Their ancestor was an Ephrathite Matter of fact, that's why they call it Beth, Bethlehem Ephrathah. Their, their, their name is so synonymous with God in His service that God let their name be... I say, hallelujah. I'm talking about this is godly people. Uh, what I'm saying is, it don't matter. Y'all look up here at your preacher. You can walk close to God. I mean, have a man, have a husband that's right with God. Have a woman that goes to church every time they're supposed to go. Offer up the right kind of sacrifices. Know what it means to worship. But it does not exempt you from sorrow. It does not exempt you from sadness. It does not exempt you from bad times. Everybody, amen, it rains on the just and on the unjust. We're going to have hard times. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Oh, yes. But, but here, how you act to the hard times will determine how you're blessed after the hard times. Amen. There is, there's a description of Hannah's home. There was a godly spouse. There's godly service. I've already said it, but they went constantly. They went every. Matter of fact, I, I love this right here. It's the first time in your King James Bible. I'm, 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 I'm almost 99.9.99% sure. I didn't have, I, I searched it up, can't find no other place that you'll find this word Jehovah. When it says Lord, it is the Lord of hosts. It's the Jehovah Sabbath. In other words, the first time that you ever find this word where he's God of the host of his people. Woo! Is used in our text. And his mama's using it. And Samuel's gonna pick it up. Hey, hey man, what? Samuel will use it when the enemy's large and the congregation of God is small. To remind them, it don't matter how small you are, cause when God's there, you and God make a majority. Amen. So don't get discouraged thinking you're the minority. There's a God that trumps it all and makes you a majority. Woo! Somebody, I was somebody just marched around. I'm talking about godly spouse, godly uh, service going on. But there was a ghastly sore. Watch this in her household. Watch this in verse 6 and 7. The Bible says her adversary provoked her sore. That word there, sore, means to anger or vex. It means to cause grief or frustration. I mean, and I'm going to get back there in a minute. But the, the, the reason she would vex her, cause grief or frustrate her, is she was envious that her husband gave her all them goodies and she didn't even have no kids. She was zealous of her affection and love, but not just for her husband and of her husband. She was zealous for her affection and amen, and the affection of God for her. She she only yeah, Bible says she really got stirred up and started provoking Anna when they went to worship. Watch this. She did it year by year. Verse 7, when she went to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Hey, you better watch that devil. That sorry adversary. He's going to try his best to have your flat tire, have y'all fuss at one another. Y'all be mad. I'm talking about, about ready to fight somebody on church day. When you go to worship, things pop in your mind. Problems happen. And if you don't watch it, the adversary will provoke you worse when you seek to worship God than he does any other time. Am I right about that? I believe I'm right. I got Bible for it. Amen. Amen. She, she had a sore. She was sore. Vexed. 
and it seemed like it got amped up. But thank God when it ends up in verse 20, she's going to have a godly son. Let me, let me move on. The, the description of her, the, the degree of her hurt. Now the description of her house, it seems to me unnatural. But God's going to bless her because of her desire to worship the supernatural. Amen. But right here we see her hurt. It's, it's unrelenting. That's what I'm saying. She's sore, but she's fretting. She's afflicted. We ought, we ought to be like that. He said, Preacher, I don't, I don't get where you come from. Well, Rachel was like that. She goes to her husband one day, and she said, Hey, give me children or I die. Jacob said, Am I God? God's the only one to give you kids. Jacob said, I can't hold back. She never did have as many as Leah, but the two she had... One of them was Joseph and one of them Benjamin. Somebody help me up in here. I'm talking about great God in heaven. Did she ever have some children? Amen. We ought to be like that. You say, preacher, what, what, how does that apply to us? I tell you, how, we ought to be like that about souls. God, give us a kid born in the family of God. Let us see young that's born. We're going to die. Oh, I know God's the only one can give spiritual birth. But child, listen, child of God, that don't mean we sit around, do nothing, don't knock on doors, and not drag stuff about Jesus around on the our seat of do nothing and be lazy about everything. God, help us to say, God, let us see some babies born around here. Is everybody right? Everybody all right? Oh, listen to me now. Hey, she's provoked to aggravation. Her adversary, don't, don't miss that word, verse 6. Her adversary. Oh yeah, that's what the devil does. That's the same word. He, hey, he's an adversary of everything you want to do right for God. He'll leave you alone when you're doing wrong. But if you go to doing right, you know how to get the devil to leave you alone? Sit around and do nothing. That's how you get the devil to leave. If you do something for God, if a church is doing something for God, if a preacher's preaching right for God, if a family's raising their kids, you're going to have conflict, you're going to have beat up, you're going to be bruised. But God's sake, don't let it turn into bitterness. And if it does, thank God, follow Hannah's example and go to God. Say amen. She had sore fretting. She provoked and she is hurting. Well, she's, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, even though when she went down to church, Panea, <laughs> oh yes, even though it was down at church when Panea really got on her, she still went to church. <laughs> Oh, yes. Woo! Even though for Eli and Phineas, hey man, oh, Eli and Phineas were children of Belial. They fornicated in the house of God. They corrupted the sacrifice. Their sin wasn't dealt with by Eli. So everybody look up here at your preacher. What you don't deal with, I preach it Wednesday night. What sin you don't deal with will fill your church up. Amen. Don't turn a deaf ear to sin. Preach on sin. Noah is a preacher of righteousness and right living is always right. Go ask Noah if it ain't. Amen. It's always been right to do right and it always will be right. Amen. Amen. Preacher, preach on. Amen. Don't let me lose you now. Stay with me. Amen. We're still right. It's still right to dress right, talk right, and do right in 2022. Somebody say amen. It's still in order. It's old-fashioned, outdated. No, it's old-fashioned, but it ain't outdated. Amen. It's right. It's up to date. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. And she never did. She never did. Even though the adversary was going to provoke her when she got down to the house of God, even though it was going to ride her, even though compromising preachers were abounding left and right, even though the, the atmosphere of compromise was in the religious world, she didn't use that as an excuse. She didn't let what other people nor did Elkanah let what other people do keep him from worshiping God and neither should you say amen if you've been hindered by somebody else then amen you might want to check up somebody say amen you ought to worship cause he's worthy not cause we're unworthy it ain't about our unworthiness it's about his worthiness is he worth anything is he worth anything if he's worth something to you you should should worship him. Amen. Her, but, but, but watch this. When she got in that place where she's afflicted, 
when she, you know what she kept doing, kept worshiping? Watch this, she went to weeping and fasting. Amen. Amen. It's biblical, by the way. Deuteronomy 26, 14 says we're not to eat of the holy things in mourning. Amen. When you're mourning. In other words, you say, preacher, I just don't know. If, what, what this? Pull in real close. Here's what the application is. The sorrow of the world, what she didn't have in the world, made her unfit in herself to worship a holy God. You say, preacher, I don't get it. A fretful spirit will make us unfit to worship God. So we have to worry less, worship more. Oh my, I don't know if we get it. I'm saying, if you don't watch it, the adversary's provoking. The flesh's failings will convince you in your mind that I don't deserve to worship. It'll make you, hey, hey man, he took care of it at Calvary. He paid the sin debt at Calvary. I'm washed as white as snow. When he sees me, he sees the blood of the Lamb. This, hey, this blood won't wear off. This blood won't wash off. Hey man, it'll wash you off. I'm so glad he washed me and made me as white as snow. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what we need to do is strip ourselves of all that mess and worship God. Notice not only Hannah's hurt, but notice Hannah's hope. Watch this. It's undaunted. In verse 17, flip over verse 17. Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. Eli wouldn't even worry he needed to be with God. He's about half backslid. He about let the light go out. But he still got a word from God. Somebody say amen. I tell you what we ought to do, quit knocking every preacher. Hey man, quit knocking the Sunday school teacher. I just, wait a minute, they might have a word from God. <laughs> hey man, I need, I'm going to have to make me some tambourines. Hey man. Is everybody okay? Y'all listen to this preacher. I'm telling you right now, we need to quit worrying about everybody but ourselves and worship God. You'll knock yourself out of worship if you don't watch it. Amen, preacher. Somebody say amen. Notice this, the, the, not on the demonstration of her hope. Here's what she had said. In verse 17, the Bible says she gets a word from God. The Bible said, whoop, verse 18, it's about finding grace. <laughs> Woo, amen. And so when she got a hold of grace, she said, no more missed suppers and no more sadness. Everybody, she quit fasting. Hey, man, her answer prayer. Wait a minute, she didn't have no baby yet. Nobody was singing. No twinkle, twinkle little star wasn't playing in the maternity ward. Amen. Hey, man, she wasn't even showing. She'd not even been with her husband. Hey, been no process for her to conceive. But she, by faith. <laughs> Here's the problem. We're trying, we trying to make sure we see everything. Why don't you just worship God by faith? Why don't you just shout by faith? Why don't you just wave your hand by faith? Why don't you just go and God got it by faith? If God by faith saves you, then God by faith can stir you up. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all know I'm right. Amen. Woo. I mean, by faith. Before she ever went home, before she, <laughs> she went to eat and went to shout, went to praise the Lord, amen. Woo! Here's what I need to really get to. Notice Hannah's help. I want to help some folks today. I hope I have, but I want to help you if I ain't helped you yet. Notice what the Bible says. Here's Hannah. I mean, she's going to get some help. She's got faith she's going to get some help. She's not seen it yet, but look, look at verse number 20. Her faith is real, and her faith lets her enjoy the relationship of her husband. I know I'm in a mixed crowd, but let me just say this. If where you need to be, <laughs> if you are where, if, if you are where you need to be with the, with the Lord, you'll be where you need to be with your spouse. <laughs> if you've got intimacy with the Lord, you'll have intimacy. Somebody help me. 
when one cog is off the gear, the other cogs will be off the gear. It's all about him. Somebody help me, amen. Notice what she's saying. She said she went in there and, and I like this. Said they returned back to Ramah. Now you'll just do a word study on Ramah. Samuel ain't even born yet. And God already slipped Ramah out there. Because Samuel is going to start a school of the prophets there. Samuel is the last of the judges, the first of the prophets, and going to work with the priest. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Samuel is a transitional man. He's, he is the man that's going to lead the nation from depravity to divinity. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Woo! He ain't even conceived yet. He ain't even born yet. And the Lord lets us, drops a little word, and said they're going back to Ramah. <laughs> Woo! And the Bible said, Elkin, watch this, watch this. Knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Listen to what the Bible said in Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such of a contrite spirit. Psalm 51, 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Psalm 147, verse 3 says, He healeth the broken heart and bindeth up their wounds. He said, Preacher, I'm saying that when you get broken, God's going to have a healing. When you get, oh Lord, when you get broken, God's going to have a blessing. Let me just ask all you wives, pull in real close to everybody had a baby, lift your hand before you got the blessing of that baby something had to break it's called the water <laughs> Woo! thank God for the water being broke hey somebody say amen so a baby can be born Ain't going. Somebody help me. You said, Preacher, by way of C-section is the way I have mine. Don't worry. That sack still had to be broke. Somebody say amen. Woo, for that baby breathe before it had life on its own. Amen. There had to be a breaking. And before sinners get saved and saints have new life, God's going to take you from bruising and beating and brokenness to blessing. Amen. It's a process. Amen. I, 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 let me just say this quickly. Joe, there's a pictures of brokenness in the Bible. Examples. Job was a broken man. And, and when Job got broke, got, even though he was blessed up here, he was like the Elon Musk of the men of the East. Are y'all with me? Oh, yes. Yes, he was. Uh, the greatest of the men. Uh, amen. But he is more than Elon Musk because he is godly. Somebody say amen. Amen. He, sir, he was perfect and upright in his heart. Are y'all with me? He had everything the world wanted and, and balanced it out with a right relationship. Now, if you don't think that's hard to do, try somebody and say, hey, man, that's hard either way. If you get real poor, you go to doubting God. If you get real blessed, you go to saying, well, I don't need God. Hey, man, but it's hard thing to be blessed physically and blessed spiritually and keep it on the maintain the right level. Somebody say amen. It wasn't easy thing. Old Job did it. Amen. And when he come out to the end, he had twice what he had at the beginning. Say amen. What about the lows? What about the lows? They was a breaking before there was a blessing. He took five hush puppies and a few sardines and fed 4,000 men plus women and children. And that's just one time. <laughs> he did it again. Amen. I'm telling you, when money couldn't have bought it, when there wasn't a table big enough to hold it, when there wasn't no Walmarts to go get it from, <laughs> it didn't matter. The store shelves were empty. And God still fed his children. He blessed it when the roof was broken up. Y'all remember that? That four of a kind beat a full house for all you poker players. 
If you didn't know that, now you know. Amen. Four of a kind beat a full house. They was packed in there full, and them four like-minded boys took that man up on the top, couldn't get him, broke the roof off, and sent him down there, and they walked away. Somebody, I'm telling you, there's a blessing comes after the breaking, never before it. Amen. The alabaster box. Amen. Now, Beth, in the house of Simon the leper, as he said to me, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, spiked and her very precious, and she cracked uh, open the lid. No, she broke the box, uh, and worship ensued. Uh, I'm telling you, if you'll break your box today, you're liable to get in on worship, uh, but some of y'all got so much pride, uh, you don't want to break it. You're afraid it'll make you act crazy. You're afraid it'll make you talk crazy. Uh, you're afraid you might have to walk around. Uh, hey, can I say, uh, God, God is a God that's in charge. He knows how to cause you to celebrate. He knows, amen, exactly what we need. Break your box and worship him today, amen. What about you? You say, preacher, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Okay, 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 okay. Time out, don't get excited. Preacher, you don't understand. My heart's broke. I've been down at the graveyard. I understand that. But you remember, God had to allow Mary and Martha to have a broken heart. Amen. But then he brought back Lazarus. <laughs> Woo! Are y'all listening to this, preacher? Uh, he's a blessing coming after the breaking. Uh, you said, preacher, is that it? Is that it? No. I believe it all leads up to one. When Jesus died on the cross and said, it is finished. Uh, and he gave up his ghost, said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Uh, then the rocks broke, amen. And the graves opened up. Uh, and then something else broke. The temple veil from top to bottom uh, and gave us access. Uh, and now by grace, uh, we have access uh, to the holies of holies. It took a breaking so we could get the blessing. His body was broke at Calvary so we could have salvation full, free, and final. Amen. But there's a pathway we can see in Hannah's life. Not just the examples, but let's look at the, the picture. Look at the path. She had to be exposed to some things. Verse 6 says she's weary. Verse 7 says she's weeping. Verse, matter of fact, verse 10 says she's weeping. But verse number 11, watch this. Verse number 11. And she vowed a vow. Watch this. She vowed a vow and said, Oh, Lord of hosts, I'm not going to let weeping rule me. I'm not going to turn into a whiner. Somebody say amen. You can shout and have a time with God for 40 years. For God's sake, don't let you last five or 15 years. Hey, man, be in the mud hole somewhere. Hey, man, don't be a stick in the mud. You'd be weary if you was provoked too. I'm, I don't like being provoked. I don't like being beat up. I don't like being bruised. I don't like being talked about. I don't like being made fun of. Nobody does, if we'll be honest. But listen, she wasn't going to let the weariness of the provoking or the weeping of her own self keep her from being willing to talk to God. She said, oh, that's a sigh of relief. Oh, I know who can help me. Oh, Lord God, I like that of hosts. That Jehovah Sabbath, that God of gods, that God of his people, when foes are many and, and friends are few, thank God for a God that makes the minority a majority. Say amen. She had to be exposed to her own weariness. She had to be exposed to her own weeping. She had to be exposed to see how she reacted. And she reacted right. Amen. She called on the God. Here, here's what I'm saying. God takes the brokenness in our life and then remakes us in, in, in New Testament, Old Testament times. They often had these vessels. Me, Paul picks it up and says, I want to be a vessel meet and fit for the master's use. If they got to where they wouldn't hold water, what they do a lot of times is they wouldn't use them for consumption. They'd use them and put them at the door for washing. But if they got real bad, they'd move them outside in the little planetarium or garden and they use it for holding plants. But if they got to where they was needing it and got to missing how good that vessel was and its job, they was, 
there was a certain kind of tick that latched onto a certain animal called lamb. And that tick would suck at lamb's blood and they could take powderized pottery and grind it up, mix that blood with it, and guess what? It'd fill in the cracks and the blood would make it usable again. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, ain't God good? Oh, yes. Listen to this preacher. Listen to this preacher. It had to be a certain tick. It had to be a certain animal. Hey, man, that certain blood. I would fill up the cracks and make that vessel fit and meet for the master inside the house use. Hey, I've got cracks. I've got scars. But I'm, I'm saying, God, I don't want to be a planter. God, I don't want Hey, I want to be one that can tote some water. Let me be a water boy. Let me be a vessel of honor. Help me God. I don't want to be a vessel of dishonor with cracks. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to hold something. Say amen. amen. In verse number five we find out she's willing in verse 11. But look, the key to it is back in verse five. Verse five says Hannah he gave, watch this a worthy portion for he loved Hannah but the Lord had shut up her womb the love of a husband saw her worthy for a big portion the love of our husband has made us worthy for a big portion somebody hold my mule I'm about to run a bit here, here, here's what he's saying. You said, preacher, you're reading into it. Well, let me alone. Because this is the same word worthy that's used talking about someone who is really worthy. Uh, somebody say amen. I, I like worshiping him who is worthy. Amen. She must have been around God so much and praying and talking to God so much and was willing to listen to God so much that God said she's worthy of love that I'm going to do something supernaturally when her physical body can't produce it. I'm going to do something that don't uh, Amen. I'm going to do something for her that her husband can't do. Hey man, y'all listen to this preacher. Hey, the Bible. Hey man. What I'm saying is are you worthy to be broken or not? Job was worthy to be broken. Paul was worthy to be broken. Peter was worthy to be broken. John was worthy to be broken. Hannah was worthy to be broken. It is a place that you realize you're worthy. When God allows you to be, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel like I'm loved. I don't feel like he cares for me. Oh, he's exalting you through your brokenness. There's a beauty in your brokenness. God sees you fit and worthy. See, God may keep you from a crossroads down the road, but you're going to end up making a mistake. God dropped a cross on Job's back to keep him from doing what most mighty men in the Bible did, mess up with a woman. Amen. Say, okay, I see the pattern. I see the process, preacher. Show me the purpose in it. It don't make no sense. I don't understand. God could have gave her a child anyway. Why does God allow things to go on in my life? What is the purpose of this? I don't understand why I've got to go through this. All I've tried to do is serve God. I go to church every time. I go to my husband. We've got a godly house. I've got a godly spouse. I, I'm, eh, she don't know she's going to have a godly son. Hey, man, but, 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 but why? She would have never got that godly son. Israel would have never had a prophet. Israel would have never seen that first judge. That, eh, man, they were headed for darkness, but there was somebody that was going to listen to God again. And they had to go through brokenness and through heartache to give birth to a blessed boy. See, you don't understand what God's doing in your life, but he's letting you go through some things so you'll have that blessing later on down the road. <laughs> you say, preacher, what is it? Well, I don't know. But let's look at the purpose of Hannah. I think we might find out what it is in our life. What's the purpose? Hannah's a very godly lady, and all God's people say it. But notice, she had to be emptied. See, the picture of brokenness, we see examples in the Bible. Amen. The path to brokenness, sometimes we need to be exposed to weeping. We need to be exposed to, our, in other words, becoming nothing so he can be everything. Is everybody with me? 
See, Moses learned in, in, in the greatest schools by the greatest warriors to be a mighty man. And he learned how to be something 40 years. Uh, amen. But then God put him on the backside of the desert, amen, to realize he was nothing. He had to learn 40 more years to be nothing. He learned to be something. He learned to be nothing. But then leading the children of Israel out for 40 years because he lived 120, the last 40 years of his life, he learned, hey, I'm, I'm still nothing, but God's everything. Amen. And God is taking you to that plateau in your life. He's wanting you to see that God's everything. You see, the purpose of brokenness is to empty you. We need to be empty. She's a godly woman, but she's got to be emptied. She's got to be emptied. There's some things that need to be revealed to Hannah. She could not be emptied until these things were brought to her attention. She was burdened. Look at verse 2. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah. And the name of the other, Paneah. And Paneah had children, but Hannah had no children. That's her burden. You know, you say, Preacher, I don't, I don't get it. Pull in real close. Before God fills you, he has to empty you. And the first thing we see he's emptying Hannah up is her burden. If you want to leave church full, you're going to have to bring your burdens to the altar and get emptied of your burdens. I don't know if it's family. I don't know if it's financial. I don't know if it's friends. I don't know if it's friends that's turned into foes. I don't know if it's folks that's gossiping or folks that's gouging you. I don't know if it's people that's provoking you. If it's, hey man, hey man, putting you on social media. But here's the one thing I do know. You can't be filled with blessings until you're empty of burdens. She had to get empty of burdens. But then watch in verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul. She had to get empty of her bitterness. There's some people up in this church right now, you've got bitterness in your heart. The Bible says let no root of bitterness, not the flower of bitterness, not the bud of, of bitterness. Don't let even the root of bitterness spring up because the Bible says thereby many be defiled. Godly woman, but she's got bitterness. She's been the epitome of a godly woman. She's backing up her man of God. She's backing up her husband. She's a walking of the house of God. She's serving faithfully in the house of God. But for some reason she's been beat up she's been bruised she's burdened and to be honest and to be honest it's about made her half mad she's sore vexed she's fretting I mean she's ready to tear somebody's head off and it's developed into bitterness and bitterness is poison that ruins you while you hope it ruins everybody else y'all listen to your preacher she had to get empty of bitterness there's some people up in this church right now you ain't going to get blessed until you get empty of bitterness. God wants to fill you up with blessings, but he needs to pick you up by your feet, shake all that bitterness, shake, cast all your care on him because he cares. Is everybody all right? And right now, while I'm preaching, but, 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 but you just, you just don't, you, you, if you, you just, that's why you ain't getting no help. You just don't understand. I, I've got a right to take my, but hey, that's why you ain't getting no blessing. You go, you gonna have to get empty. You gotta get empty. See, she had to be revealed. She had to have some things revealed to her. Hey man, hey man, she had the purpose. I mean, she had to get, she had to get empty. The purpose of brokenness is emptying. The, you gotta get empty of bitterness and empty of burdens. Oh, yes, that's right. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to be empty today. Somebody say amen. Hey, some young people, somebody else has done you wrong. Somebody maybe older, somebody younger, somebody your age. Maybe it's a peer. Maybe somebody that you put on a pedestal and they've hurt you and they've harmed you. And maybe they don't even know it or maybe they know all about it. But the thing is, listen, bitterness ain't helping you. Getting mad about it ain't helping you. Worrying is you're preventing, you're shortchanging yourself. You could worship God, but you won't worship of God because you're mad worrying about everything else. Amen. 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 Gets even better right here. Watch this. She had to be reminded of some things. Amen. Watch this. She had to be reminded she was appreciated by her husband. She's beloved by him. I'll, I'll just say this. Everything that Elkanah did, watch what he did. He says, am I not better than ten sons? 
Everything that he did, she appreciated it. But she had almost forgotten that she was blessed to have a husband that loved her. And here's what happens. If you, you don't believe me, as scientifically you can research it. You'll remember five bad things, the one good thing that happened in your childhood. And you don't, you'll distort the way you think about things if you listen to the wrong psycho-psychologist. Somebody say amen. He'll distort the way you're thinking about it. What you need to tell that psycho-psychologist to get Satan born again because if he believes what Sigmund Freud said, he's going to die and bust hell wide open. The only hope he's got is recognize self is rotten and the Savior is the Redeemer. Amen. And Satan is trying to pull people. He's already fell to hell and he wants others to fall into hell. Is everybody with me? You got to get rid of that burden. Got rid. You got to empty out your burdens. You got to empty out your bitterness. Oh yes, but she needed to be reminded of what preacher that she had a husband that loved her. She, amen, amen. Everything that her husband did, she loved it. Amen. She'd been reminded of the Lord of her position. She's a spouse. She's a godly woman. Amen. Early in the chapter, the Bible said in verse number four, the Bible said he gave to Benaiah's wife and all her sons' daughters. Watch this. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion for he loved Hannah. Oh, oh, oh yes. She was loved of her husband. But watch this in verse 19. Watch this. Flip over to verse 19. She wasn't just loved of her husband. <laughs> Look at verse 19. And the Lord remembered her. That word that remember means to, to think on with affection. Hey, she needed to be reminded. Whoop, whoop. Hey, man, whoopee. Hey, you know what she needed to be reminded? If I was a kid, I'd say, yeah, but do right there. Hallelujah. I'm talking about glory to God. I bless his holy name. Happy feet. Amen. I'm talking about God. I like it when people remember me and they send me a birthday gift or they send an anniversary card. Hey, thank God for my wife and all that she does. And I appreciate that. But boy, business is going to pick up when the one up yonder. Hey man, well those around you remember, what a blessing. But that one up yonder, when he remembers, when the Lord remembers, when the husbandman remembers, hey something about it. Woo! The Lord affectionately remembered her. Amen. That's one of the, I, I don't know if y'all agree with me. Would y'all agree? Can I get a little amen right here? Hold on. Well, can I get amen? She can I get a little amen right here? The sweetest, some of the sweetest words in the Bible is the Lord remembered her. <laughs> Woo! She needed to be reminded. The Lord ain't forgot who you are. The, I haven't forgot your faithfulness. I haven't forgot the fact that you've been praying to me. I haven't forgot your fervor for serving the Lord. Hey, church, and I'm going to tell you, the sorry devil whisper up in your ear, if you love God like you should, none of this stuff be happening to you. Well, that's a bold-faced lie, because if that would have been true, Hebrews 11 would have never been wrote. If that had been true, Hannah would have, amen. If that had been true, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. If that had been true, Paul wouldn't have been put in prison and his head cut off. Amen. Don't, don't listen to the sorry adversary. It must be a curse. It must be something wrong with you and provoke you when you try to serve God. And all you try to do is be sensitive to the Lord. Let me remind you, your husband loves you. Your spouse loves you. You've got a church that loves you. But great God in heaven, that one up you and heaven, the Lord, the one that lives in your heart, he loves you, he remembers, he knows where you're at, he'll help you in a very present help in a time of need, amen. He just really wants you to be reminded, to get emptied, so he can step in and take over. The purpose is to understand his leading, understand his loving, understand his longing to bring you out on the other side and fill you with blessings. But before he fills you, he has to empty you. All your bitterness, all your burdens, and all your blaming. Because truthfully, you've got folks that love you here, and you've got one that loves you. And every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is no paramount. Brother, brother uh, Will, what kind of car is that out John, y'all got? Let me run for you. <laughs> Woo! Every time I see that and them kids piling in there, I think, Woo! Thank you, Lord, for taking care of my buddy. Are y'all listening to me? Every good gift 
Y'all eat a steak this week? Did anybody eat some New York strips, some ribeye? I'll tell you what I like. Anybody eat some hard fried bologna or some just slightly crusted liver mush with just a little bit of, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in that. Hey, man, it's getting lunchtime. Yeah, I feel divinely impressed to wrap her up. Hey, are y'all with me today? I'm talking about God has blessed us. We eat yesterday. We're going to eat today. We're going to eat tomorrow. We've been blessed yesterday, blessed today. Going to be blessed tomorrow. God's given us kids a healthy. Hey, man, we got health. We can lift our hands, walk around. Hey, man, on two feet. God has been good. I don't know why we whine so much, cry so much, and gripe so much, complain so much. We need to be reminded our husband loves us. The house of God family loves us. We've got loved ones everywhere that love us. But God loves us. You just need to be reminded that he remembers you. But thank God, she will be rewarded. See, you got to be emptied of everything so you can be enlightened with everything. You can't see it now, but you got to get empty so you can be enabled and enlightened. Is everybody with me? She was rewarded. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 17. Bible says she was rewarded with a word. He said, go in peace. Hey, Amen. She said she was not only rewarded with a word. <laughs> hey, she's rewarded with a ward. <laughs> she wasn't just rewarded with a ward. <laughs> hey, man, she was rewarded with a whining baby. <laughs> I'm talking about God had blessed her. I'm going to tell you some folks in here, and I know every baby, you can't all have a baby that, that, that don't give you no trouble. Some babies get colic. Some babies get uh, don't get colic. Some babies cry all night. Some babies don't cry enough. But I'm going to tell you what, the child, the mom and daddy that wants a child, they'd love to get woken up every three hours. They would die. Oh, I feel like preaching right there. And I'm going to tell you, I know when the folks get born again, and when they ain't all right. I know they, they don't dress right. They don't talk right. They don't act right all the time. But my God, I like seeing babies born. I like seeing them grow up. I like seeing, amen. There's got to be a time for growth. Oh, God, help me. I say, God, give us a child. We ought to be on, on, on burden. We ought to be on call. She's rewarded. Look at the excitement and the blessings. Look at the praise and the blessings. Watch this. She's blessed because of the blessings, but she's blessed because of the blesser. She was broke, but she got blessed. She had a problem, but then, then she praised. She had sorrow first, but now she's going to have shouting. Watch what happens. By the end of the chapter, the Bible says she's got a baby. She keeps him at the house. She loves on him. She cares for him. When she's weaned, she says, I know the only reason, only right we have to go into the holies, the only access we have into God is by way of blood. So the Bible says, hey man, that she took three bullocks with her. The Bible says she slew a bullock, but she took three bullocks. You know what she's saying? Just in case, I'm going to bring one for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm a, I'm a basing it on the third day. Amen. He said, Bridge, I don't believe that. Well, leave me alone. I believe it. Amen. Hey, man, that third day, something about that number three. Amen. Hey, and she gets down there and she brings, brings the child and she slews a bullet and then she testifies. Watch this. And she testifies to the crowd. She testifies to the preacher and she gave him to God. She says, He's yours. Just use him however you want. You say, Preacher, was that the extent of it? Is she done praising the Lord? Oh, no. The next 10 verses in chapter 2, she takes out time to pray, takes out time to praise, takes out time to proclaim. She says, Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoice in the Lord. That rejoiceth means the ETH. That's the same word that means this. It also means this. It means to feign yourself mad. It means to have a fit. It means to have a festival. <laughs> Woo! She said, my heart rejoices. My horn is exalted. She said, glory to God, I love my Lord. And God's gave me a legacy. How say glory be to God. He said, my mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. She started out verse number one. I'm going to shout about being saved. I'm going to shout about salvation. And church, if you ain't got no other, if the nine verses don't apply, verse one does apply. You ought to praise him for salvation. Say amen. amen. 
said, Bridger, I just don't know. I just don't know, Bridger. I, I can't see it. See, the story of Samuel shows us God gives a child of promise. Samuel was asked of God by his mama. Samuel's mother, Hannah, gave him back to the Lord. Samuel was used of God. Last judge, or first judge, first. God is doing something through Samuel that no other person will. He'll get to work in there among the priest. He'll get to represent God to the people as a, as a prophet, as a priest. He'll be a judge. Are y'all? He he later on in life hopes and prays that his boys follows his footsteps. He tries to appoint his boys, and God ain't in it. God, you, man don't appoint nobody. Say amen. I'm not saying Samuel's perfect, but I'll tell you what Samuel is. He's a preacher. He's a prophet. And God bless. You said, preacher, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I just, well, let me, let, me, let me share something. We had a little old country preacher back in the woods. I can't remember what state. I want to say Virginia. I might be wrong. Old country preacher was preaching whole congregation riled up mad, said we ain't seen but one person saved in over a year. Something ain't right. There's something wrong. Most time when faithful folks say, you know, I feel like there's something just ain't been right around the house of God. Most time it's you. Say amen. And most time it's me. In other words, draw a little circle, crime in the center and say, God, start a revival right here. Say Amen. Don't worry about your name. Stop my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord. Amen. Help me, Lord. That what the psalmist said. Help me, Lord. The godly man ceases and the faithful fail from among the children of men. In other words, I don't want to be one of them that fall. I don't want to be one of them that's unfaithful. I got God help me. Amen. Old country preacher. Have one boy get saved. That boy was Robert Moffat. He became the pioneer missionary to the southern part of Africa. Robert Moffat had a daughter. She married David Livingston. David Livingston and her evangelized the whole of Africa. So much so that when he died to preserve his body, they took out his heart, buried it. They're still over at a great big monument about the white man, David Livingston, and his wife, who gave their, when asked about the sacrifice, he said, what sacrifice? You must be talking about Calvary. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say amen. That one little, what, what reward that one country preacher had. Amen. That congregation had the audacity. It ain't up to us to be fruitful. It's up to us to be faithful. God handles the fruit. Preach on, preacher. Preach on, preacher. Hey, amen. We'll be fruitful in our life. We're to bear the fruits of the Spirit. But we can't save nobody. We sow seed. And the Bible said if we'll sow seed and have a burden about it and weeping about it, we'll bring our sheaves with us. There'll be fruit. You just be faithful. Quit fretting. See, there's a process. There's a purpose behind it. You say, preacher, I just don't know. I just don't know. I'll tell you this. In, bro in brokenness, there will be praise. In brokenness, there is a purpose. In brokenness, there is a path. And it might be in brokenness, you're the next picture that God can say. I, I kindly wished he was preaching somewhere, but he ain't. So let me say, I, I'm really glad he ain't because I really want him to be here. But I don't, I don't want him, I don't want to exalt him to a degree. But I want y'all to look at Brother Lender and tell me in here without him looking around how many people has been blessed by watching him get broke by his daughter taking her life and saw him serving God. How, do, how many people has been blessed by watching this young and take laps? and shout victory and pray for this preacher and love this church. Call us his church. Man, I'm telling you, hey, hey, what I'm saying is there is somebody that you are going to be a blessing to. He came. We had a desire for him to come. 
so we can be a blessing to him and then God turns it around on us. And that's the way it is with everybody in this building. If you'll just try to be a blessing to other people through your broken situation, have to get rid of your burdens, realize there's pain and problems before you can praise. There's sorrows before shouting. Amen. You're going to be beat down and might even get bitter, but if you'll just act right, hey man, don't spend your time whining, don't spend your time weeping. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with weeping. You need to let your heart be poured out to God, but eventually turn weeping into worship. Don't beat yourself down so low that you can't worship. Don't deprive yourself that you can't worship. He's worthy. He's worthy. Say it with me. It'll help you. He's worthy. One more time. He's worthy. He's worthy. And he alone deserves our praise. Oh, I know. If you'll read this story, God kept on blessing Hannah. God kept on blessing Israel. God turned a nation. Not every one of them got right, but a lot of them got right. Because a man named Samuel was given by promise and prayer to a woman named Hannah. You don't understand what you're going through, but there's blessings in the end. There's a purpose in it. I don't understand it. There's a process. We don't really know. It says they went year after year. The idea is it went on. But brother, when she got a word from a preacher that wasn't all that he needed to be, she said, "Woo! no more mess suppers, no more sadness. Thank God I'm going to have a relationship with my husband and a son's going to be born. Woo! God sent me a word. He's the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. Let's all stand. What burdens, what bitterness, what problems you need to bring to the Lord? What is it you need to carry? 